0: Welcome to Catch Buddies, I'm Kia And I'm Michelle And it's OTP time once again And it's my turn Yes Tis Michelle's take it
1: away my dear Okay, well I am revisiting something we've talked about together before Yes So I'm really excited about that Because we've talked about the show Critical Role before Although the yes. last time we talked about it They had not had the record-breaking Kickstarter Yes, that's that, true That they have had since then um, And so just, if you want to know more about Critical Role Listen to that episode, I would say But yeah. for a quick overview It's a, in their words, group of nerdy-ass voice actors Who sit around playing Dungeons & Dragons They the first campaign, which is what I'm focusing on this one Mm -hmm. in this episode, is 115 episodes. They range from four to five hours each, Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of
0: content. It is all available podcast and on YouTube. Yes the the first campaign was mainly through when they were partnered with Geek and Sundry. Yes, so all of all of the first first campaign. campaign you can find on the Geek and Sundry. YouTube channel, yeah, Um, we are knee deep in the second campaign, which is really
1: great. Uh, There are no pairings yet, correct? I mean, not of the main cast, at least. There are other side pairings. (laughs) There are yes, there are side pairings. I mean, Yezza and Not, uh huh. But anyway, yeah, Uh, I'm talking. I'm we talked about Percy and Vex, which are two of the seven cast members. Yes, of Critical Role, they're they're two of the seven. Characters that the cast members play, should say that way. There, like we said, there are seven, and then there is Matthew Mercer who's the DM. And I'm talking that there were. (laughs) It's really funny. I was thinking about this earlier. There were seven cast members, and six of them paired off amongst themselves by the end of the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody but Grog, which you know, it's Travis, so it makes sense. uh, he was too busy shipping everybody to want anything. Oh, and
0: yes. But, uh,
1: so there's, there's Vax and Keyleth, Vax and Keyleth, sorry, there's Vax and Keyleth, which kind of started off that train, and then we talked about Percy and Vax. Yes. But
0: it, yeah, basically, I think we mentioned this in our Percy Vex Vax episode, that it was like, Vax, Keyleth, like, they had to walk so that Persalia could run. Yes, and then I'm going to talk about the couple that didn't
1: happen until the final episode. Yes. At least not officially. Uh, and that is Scanlan and Pike. So I kind of did something that I think is first off Scanlon and Pike are played by Scanlon Shorthalt is played by Emmy award-winning voice director, Sam Regal that like trademark. You have to say Emmy award-winning now Emmy award-winning, but, uh, and Pike Trickfoot is played by BAFTA award-winning Ashley Johnson. Mm -hmm. She had won at one for the last of us uh, for two different, two different times for the Mm -hmm. last of us, actually. Uh, and what makes this a slightly strange one is about the time the show started, (laughs) Another little television series on NBC called Blind Spot started, which Ashley Johnson plays Patterson on Blind Spot. Mm-hmm. So she, after a few episodes, had to leave the show, and she came back in sporadically as she could. She was never considered gone. No, like they just missed her entirely. <laughs> her her character <laughs> uh, it comes in and out. She skyped in when she could. Yes, stuff like that. And then when she was on hiatuses, she was there.
0: Yeah there there was there was sort of a um I like it just basically like a, a device that they would use for when you know when Ashley would basically have a break and be able to yeah. you know come back actually to the studio or was able to Skype in occasionally it was like, oh, okay, Ashley's available to play. Well, we're kind of in the middle of this thing, and Pike wasn't there. So, hey, Pike is going to essentially like astral project in. Yeah. <laughs> that happens during the second arc of the campaign because she st- she was there for the
1: about the first arc, the first miniature she, like small arc. Yeah, she wasn't there for like she the missed first, the first episode the first... winning her BAFTA. Actually, yes, she was winning <laughs> her BAFTA and doing the pilot for Blind Spot. And then she came back and they filmed for a while. They they did several episodes before Blind Spot got picked up and she had to move to New York and they mm-hmm. film in LA so she and her boyfriend Brian moved to New York Brian moved back eventually mm-hmm. um, but they spent she's been there for five years just now like not too long at, at like, the time of recording I mean yeah it, it, like she she came back during season two like that mm-hmm. now she and not even at the beginning of season two like they hit I think it's level 11 when she came back. Gosh. Yeah, that's that's where they are now, I think. Okay. But yeah, so like they've hit it level 11, and her character's super interesting on that show, but it does mean that Pike misses a lot of the development opportunities that mm-hmm. the other characters get. So before I even get into it, I'm going to apologize ahead of time that this is going to be very Scanlan-focused. But Scanlan, to me, other than Percy, I would say, he goes through the biggest life changes, yeah. Like, I mean, I Keyleth, Keyleth is on track to be a leader. Percy has his big arc where he defeats the big evil that killed his family. The and, Yeah, I was gonna... And Grog stays remarkably the same, because he's Grog. Um, Vex, he, Vex and Vax obviously go through a lot of changes, but Scanlan's is the most with, 180. Like, in in the way he begins to treat people and, and treat himself.
0: Which, you know, the... Um, it, kind of just the way that I think about is it, it's like, you know, Keyleth. She grows up, but her character doesn't change all that much. Yeah. vex and vax you know for for characters you know they're they're twins and like every moment of their lives up to a point has been about the other one and they they take care of each other and you know they survive because of each other and so their journey is in like finding a way to you know to to kind of like separate and be their own people yeah and and like you said, with with Percy, you know, his is the whole you know, he watched his family die. He has to learn to choose uh life <laughs> over retribution, yes. essentially, by the end of it. Yes. And which we went into a whole yeah, you know, we did a whole and, episode on Percy and Beck. And so And Pike kind of doesn't get as
1: much of a journey. She does get yeah. a little bit of one, which I'll talk about a little bit. Scanlon's though is life altering. Like it the is. stuff that Scanlan and, deals with and finds out. So I apologize, I'm kind of apologizing ahead of time to say, like, I love Ashley Johnson, and I think Pike is one of the best things to ever exist,
0: because Agreed. everybody does, like, it's, it's so great when and, she comes to visit, everyone gets so excited. It's just, you see, like, everybody in the crit Roll cast, like, they all just light up. Yeah. Because, like, Ashley is just a walking ray of sunshine, and it's like, when she walks into the room, just all of them like they brighten at the side of her. Yeah. And but what I was going to what I was going to say a second ago is that Scanlan definitely has cuz if you know anything about D&D I'm like Scanlan is a bard. Yep. And so bards are like they are you know with the exception and like you have like warlocks and paladins of like that who also operate out of charisma but like a bard's entire thing is charisma. Yeah. And so that's why, like, if, if you spend any time online, you know, it's always, you know, the, the kind of running joke is, you know, the bard, you know, uh, like, oh, we're up against a dragon. I'm going to try to talk my way out of it. I roll a nat 20 to seduce the dragon. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And that's. That's kind of, you know, what Scanlan is at the beginning. I mean, he's... Well, I was going to actually introduce he, yeah. him with his own
1: words, if yeah, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, go for it. Oh, you haven't heard of Scanlan Shorthalt? This is literally written by Sam Regal. Yes. This is how he re- introduced his character on the show. You haven't heard of Scanlan Shorthalt? Halt? Well, gird your loins, ladies, because he has his eye on you. A talented musician, master of disguise, and dashingly handsome in his own mind, Scanlan sings songs almost as much as he sings his own praises. Born a pornome Scanlan uses his in Charm and so- soaring tenor voice to croon for coin and support his single mother. One day he, dis- he was discovered by a half orc prom- promoter and joined Dr. Dranzel's spectacular traveling troupe, where he learned the ways of the world and honed his skills as a bard extraordinaire. I forgot that Dranzel was a half orc. Yep, a loner much of his life. Scalen has never quite come to terms with the violent death of his mother at the hands of a goblin invasion. While his years on the road provided many, shall we say, educational experiences with the opposite sex, deep down, Scanlan yearns for the one thing he's never known, the true love of a fellow gnome. Still, Scanlan considers himself a lover first, performer second, and fighter distant third, on the battlefield to support his allies but rarely draws blood unless it's to protect fellow gnome Pike. Count on Scanlan for a hearty laugh, a rollicking song, and a twinkle in his eye that melts hearts and makes the females swoon. This, this, and grogs are what made me go, "I have to watch this," because mm-hmm. I fell in love with him immediately. Like I was like, "Oh, this is a, this is a scan, this is a scallywag," and I am here for him. Um, and Pike's, I'm not going to read hers as, as much. I do have the whole thing, but um, she's the she's the gnome cleric, mm-hmm. and Scanlan has developed a bit of a crush on her. She I, a bit is an understatement. A bit is a massive understatement. Um but as a like she as a child she had an affinity to heal, and so she actually saved Grog's life after he saved Wilhand, her grandfather's life. It's a whole thing. She actually before the start of the stream, her character dies
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and they bring her back and everything, but it's it becomes like this mo- kind of turning point for her in her story. She wants to become stronger now. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to be just a healer, she wants to become stronger. Like I, lo- this is how she ends her intro, gripping her holy symbol in one hand and her morning star in the other. This time, Pike is ready. Like man, yes. <laughs> so like from the beginning, like I said, it's obvious. Scalen has feelings for Pike. He does not try to hide it. Um, he has, or at least in her eyes, a flirtation. He he. The first episode, he he gets the killing blow on a creature and says, "Everybody saw that. Make sure you tell Pike. Tell her exactly what happened. Remember this moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because everything that he does." is about impressing Pike. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is that is what his being is wrapped up in for the first two arcs of the show. Um, he, I mean, yes, he like, he he only goes to a brothel once. I've looked. It's only that first episode that mm-hmm. he, he he goes to the brothel with, with Grog. After that, he never goes again. And it comes up later. I find it very interesting. But, yeah, he's trying to make himself into the kind of person Pike can love. Mm-hmm. Um, after they, they're in the, the underdark, quote unquote, it's a, you know, whatever, it's a thing, but they're there for the first arc. The second arc, before the second arc starts, Pike leaves. That's, she is called to, va- she's in Vasselheim and she gets the calling from Ray to rebuild her temple. That is when Ashley took the job at Blindspot. And so it's periodically in and out, like I said. Like, but Scala's number one goal in any fight early on is to protect Pike. Even though Pike is more armored than he is. <laughs> Mm -hmm. any healing he has he sends to her first like he always checks her first Uh, it's really funny because he does flirt with her but she does flirt back like it's never it's never like go away you freak like it's never treated that way it's always with a a wink and a nudge and she accepts it Ashley Johnson even talked about like she went home after when they would play home games before they started streaming and she would she would tell her boyfriend what was going on and then she'd tell him that she was flirting with with and he's like like at first she kind of felt weird about it, and he's like, It's fine, whatever. He has no like he <laughs> trusted her. But yeah, so she so Ashley herself, like, was very much like, Yes, this is a like they have a connection, but she never really thought of it as sincere. Mm-hmm. Pike didn't. Um Scanlon gets a spell later on called Morning Magnificent Mansion, and he can set that up however he wants. And so he gets every gives every member their own special place, their own mm-hmm. special room. Pike's, however, <laughs> is always covered in rose petals there's a special little gnome-sized door that goes into his room which pike then wants to block Uh make sure that get get it but like he always has everything he does is to give pike her own special place because she has a special place in his heart and like he he drew it he made a doll of her he made a doll for her like he has done both Mm -hmm. of those things and it's it's very like I don't know how to explain it. it. It starts off very much like he's just like, Hey baby. But she, she never yeah. fully goes for it. She just like winks and like winks back at him and, and flirts a little bit and keeps going. So after she leaves, or rather after returning to Amon, uh, after that, which is where they live after facing the Briarwoods, which is Percy's kind First of big start, arc. Yeah. Uh, Scalen and the party meet a very talented gnome flautist. Scanlon and she seem to hit it off, and he invites her back to his room. He actually says it's just to sleep, and if you really watch, yeah, the the watched a lot of it to prepare for this. Uh, it really did seem like it was being pushed by the party, and so he went along with it.
0: Well, and it's definitely it was definitely that that kind of energy of of like yeah, they're definitely kind of egging him on, Travis especially.
1: Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of the name of the game with Travis and Sam. but Exactly. Um, yeah, So so he says it's just to sleep and maybe it was, we don't know. But while they're up there, she sits down and begins to speak to him and she reveals that she is his daughter from a woman he barely remembers. And she's here to make him pay for leaving her mother. And she pulls a blade. Uh, Scalen immediately begins apologizing. He had no idea he even had a daughter and, uh, and he's, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know about you. I'm sorry, I didn't get to know you. Like, this is, I'm so, if I had known about you, I would have come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says to her, after she pulls the blade, she tells him, draw, draw your weapon. He's like, I don't want to fight you, if that's what you're insinuating. Listen, I know I've made mistakes in my life. I've admitted as much before, and I don't know why I'm this way. I must need to do a lot of soul searching to come up with an answer. But there is a woman who I love very dearly, and who I would do anything for. And I'm trying to be a better person. I haven't been to a whorehouse in months, and that's a big step for me. A big step. I know that sounds callous and crude, but I've tried to be a better person. If you're here to fight me, I'm afraid you're going to be terribly disappointed, because I'll just let you kill me if that's what it takes. I didn't know you existed, and my heart is breaking a hundred times now for not knowing it. Every year that you've been alive is a year I could have been a better person and known someone who could have made me a better person. And I'm only sorry that I didn't know it. If there's anything I can do for you from now on, if you are truly my blood, I will. I will. Because Among my many faults, ego is certainly one of them, and knowing you're part of me makes me love you even more. That was off the cuff, yeah. It was a crazy moment. Um, and he and and he tells her to, you know, she pulls back to strike and he unbuttons shirt like his shirt and says, Right here, like opens his heart to let her stab at him. And because this is Dungeons and Dragons, Matt, Matt, the DM who's playing Kaylee, his daughter, has to roll. An a, attack. An attack, yeah. and he rolls a natural one, which means it automatically fails. And so instead of stabbing him, she drops her sword and throws her arms around him instead. And it's just babbling into his neck. Why? Why can't I do it? All these years building up, and I have the chance, and I can't do it. It's like Sam kills me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you're going through this. And I'm more sorry than you're going through it by yourself. But I think deep down you're a short halt and there's something you have that's connected to me and I to you. And perhaps I misread that as some sort of ugh, icky attraction and I apologize. But I've known for a while now something is missing in my life. Some sort of focus and some sort of moral compass. Maybe it's just arrived at my doorstep. because, And that's where you really get that that's what he's been using Pike for. Yeah in a lot of ways, is he's been looking at her as she is this Madonna uh-huh. that he can put on a pedestal and adore and worship at her feet. Yeah. And now
0: he has this flesh and blood child. No, I was just thinking, um I remember seeing on um you know Tox Machina it was it was, they were they were talking about it was to do with the second campaign, but it, it's still appropriate here because Liam was saying. He's like, you know, like you'll you'll sometimes think of something, you know, for your character and you'll you'll tell Matt, like, oh, I think, you know, just based on what's happening here, it'd be cool if maybe this is part of my character's backstory, and Matt will just be like, Okay, cool, great, love it. So like and then, you know, nothing will happen for months. But he takes he takes that little bit of um you know, he takes that little bit of thing, you know, backstory that you told him, and then he will You know, like, you know, take a baseball bat and use it and like wrap some barbed wire around it. It's like, and then he just waits around a corner and then with your backstory just goes, bam, and like hits you in the face with your own backstory. And and, like, I don't, when you were talking about all this stuff with Kaylee, that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, when you think about it, because Sam, the thing that he said was like, Scanlon is looking for a gnome to love. Yep. And Matt gave him that. <laughs> yep.
1: It wasn't Pike, like he thought. Which, it's really great, though. I haven't read the, uh, all the comic books, but the I've seen pictures from the one where they meet Pike. Mm-hmm. Scanlan, when she opens the door, cannot speak. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge thing, because Scanlan is their voice. Mm-hmm. He is their charisma. Like, he gets them out of trouble, as Burt Reynolds Esquired a number of times. But by throwing his <laughs> charisma at it, he gets them out of trouble. And with Pike, he can't. Throw his charisma at it because that's not what she mm-hmm. she doesn't respond in the way he expects. No. Um, so eventually, uh, Ashley comes back and so we get Pike for a bit, and they go to the and some bad stuff happens. Like some dragons have come in and taken over the kingdom, and not just the kingdom, but they're trying to kind of take over the continent, the world. Basically, it's a bad deal. Um, it's very bad, and so they they and Vex. Like Vex dies, we talked about that in mm-hmm. the Percy Vex. She she gets brought back because it's D and D and they have resurrection magic. But that really brings home to scanlon some stuff, and he writes a letter and gives it. And Sam wrote a physical letter and gave it to Ashley, which the the level of thought into that is is mm-hmm. insane. And it was never revealed on the stream what the letter said, but he did reveal later, and so I have it. But Pike Pike takes because he gives Pike the letter and he says, if something happens to me. Read this. Like yeah. if I die, read this. And Pike takes it. She says, "Okay." She takes it. Goes to her room and immediately, immediately opens it because that's the kind of character Pike is. Yeah. So she immediately takes it and re- uh, reads it. And I love that Ash- that Laura, who sits next to Ashley at that point, was trying to read it, and her husband, like, no one well, yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> and and Ashley read part of the letter there. She didn't have time to read the whole thing, but she. Like, you watched her eyes get, like, teary, mm-hmm. and, and like, this is the, this is, if you want to actually hear Sam do it, yeah. there's a, it's just, look uh look on YouTube for Scanlon's letter to Pike, and you can find him reading it, but it says, Dearest Pike, my entire life I've been half a man, not in stature, nor in, conf- or, sorry, not in stature, in confidence, nor certainly in reputation, but you see, even though my heart has pumped blood for these 69 years, it has done so as only half a heart. The moment I first saw you was not a choir of angels singing, nor silly butterflies in my chest, no. The moment I met Pipe Trickfoot was the moment I realized my heart, my soul, would be forever incomplete without you. For years I've strived to mend my incomplete heart, to join it with yours and find true bliss at your side. Though it may not have seemed so, everything I've done these past years has been to impress you, please you, protect you. I knew early on it was a futile effort. I'm not stupid. The entire world may be mad, but that doesn't nullify the laws of reality." One law being that you are, and always will be, too good for a poor, for a poor penny singer like Scanlan Shorthalt. But even though I would not win your love, I would never stop trying. Does the sun stop rising when the clouds blotted out? No, like me, it knows its purpose. To illuminate the world so that mortals can witness such beauty as you. But now as the sun sets on my life, I have discovered something new. I have a daughter whose heart beats my blood, and whose life is my own. And she, unlike her father, can be good and right, and one day worthy of your love. Which is why on my deathbed I leave her to you. Don't you see? All this time I thought I was chasing a lover, but instead I was chasing a mother for my child. You, Pike Trickfoot, are the savior to Kaylee I could never be. Your wisdom and honor and goodness can give her the chance at redemption I never had. Pike, take my daughter as your own. Show her the light of Serenray. Guide her to be a kind-hearted gnome. Teach her to be everything her father was not. That way in death, my heart will be complete and I'll be in Kaylee by your side. Like I always dreamed it would with love and respect, but Reynolds, Esquire, yeah. like it's so good. Like even when he was reading it, Sam tears up. Yeah. Like, and, and like you hear the, the cast going, Oh man, like, and cause it's such a good, like that moment with his heart being complete mm-hmm. within Kaylee and Pike. Those are the two things that he loves unconditionally in the world. And I truly think that's the moment Pike begins to soften towards Scanlon Mm -hmm. because, like I said, she never realized what he was saying was true or real or that his flirting was anything but that. And after that, they both get so awkward with each other. Scanlon is never smooth with her again. Mm -hmm. Not that he ever was in the first place, but he's really never smooth now. And the girls, like, eventually they go to Western uh, not too long after this which is Pike's hometown. And they have dinner with all of Vox Machina and her grandfather, Will, And at dinner, Scanlan proposes mm-hmm. <laughs> like out of the blue, pops the question. And you get Liam playing Vax goes, can I roll for stealth? And, yeah. and then Pike <laughs> goes, can I roll for stealth? Cause I don't she's like, and she's so like baffled and confused. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly touched. Cause she does like, at, and she tells him she needs to think about it, and then they meet in the hall afterwards. And he kind of apologizes for doing it. And he's like, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that." She's like that. I just, we could die tomorrow, and I, I just want, don't want any regrets, essentially. And she's like, "Well, let's beat the dragon, and then we can talk about it." But Scale and I read your letter, and he's like, uh, "The letter that I gave you in case I died." And she's like, "Yeah, sorry about that. I read it immediately." And he's like okay yeah Mm -hmm. and she's like but i want you to know that i will if something happens to you i will take care of kaylee and he kind of like thank you like that's all he wants to know is that kaylee will have someone looking out for her if if he dies and because he at this point is looking like doing his best to look out for kaylee where he can um she's not with the party she is she's a full-grown adult Mm -hmm. sort of (laughs) she's close to being an adult Close enough that she can travel on her own, but, and he knows that he can't, you know, hold her Mm -hmm. to him because that would not work. So he's trying to establish some kind of relationship with her. And so for Pike to say, yes, I've got your back on this, like, I'm here for you. That is who Pike is in a nutshell. She was always there for her friends no matter what. And then this, the letter and Pike... Because the girls ask her, you have Keyleth and Vex and her getting ready for something. They're dressing up. I don't remember why. It's just dinner at Whitestone. Yeah. and And the girls, like... Kind of pin her down and go, hey, hey, what's going on with you and Scanlan? Like, what's, yeah. how well, do you, how cause, do you feel? Because it also comes out in the conversation. I, yeah. Right?
0: Well, if I'm remembering correctly, this is the dinner that happens before the Rockstrasse yes, attacks Vax, so. and then they go to the, I believe so. Yeah. Then they go to the,
1: fe- uh, but, Feywild. but they yeah. ask, like, because while she was talking to Scanlon, it kind of came out after he proposed, it kind of came out that she, had feelings for someone else. Mm -hmm. And she does not reveal who that is. She never revealed in the show who it was. Mm -mm. And everyone wanted to know who it was. Yeah, (laughs) Like, there was a mystery, and that is not a group of friends in real life that can deal with a mystery. So they had to, like, wrestle it of their friend. But, so you have, you know, this, this scene with Vex and Keyleth and Pike in, in like getting ready, like doing like the girl thing, having a good time. But then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we have to talk boys. (laughs) And Keelah can't talk boys because, well, that's my brother and ooh, gross. So, yeah. So they're like, what's going on with you and Scanlon? Like, what's that about? Like he proposed to you, how are you feeling? And I just like, well, you know, he's really charming and he's really wonderful. I'm really confused. Mm -hmm. And she repeats that refrain a bunch of times after this. Like she's not sure how she feels anymore because she's having to reevaluate kind of everything that they've ever talked about or looked at. And I just love it so much. So good. Like the fact that all of this is done uh, improv is just mm-hmm. it's so great. Um, uh, after eventually as she is leaving, she has to leave Whitestone to uh, go back to Vasselheim and, and do some things and really, you know, Ashley has to go back to Blindspot. But as she's leaving, Scanlon runs down and catches her and takes back the proposal. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I have looked at you as an object and I'm sorry. And that is not right. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm seeing that now and I'm learning that now. And, and I take back the proposal because I want to have a real person to love. I don't want to love... A figure. I don't want to love an object, and I'm I'm sorry for objectifying you or whatever. (laughs) Like, because he's he's saying he has to inject that humor, but he, you know, he's like, I'm I'm really sorry that I did that, and you know, I take back everything. You know, that let's just be friends. And she doesn't close the door on romance. Like, like that's one of the times when Pike's like, I'm confused about my feelings. You know, if if you want to be friends, that's fine. We can revisit everything else after we deal with the conflict that we're dealing with right now, because there's a lot of stuff going on. (laughs) Like we have multiple
0: dragons to deal
1: with. Yeah. So yeah, he takes it back and says, "I don't want. I don't want to love a girl. An ideal. I want to love a girl." Um, So Pike leaves, and at the end of this particular arc. Vox Machina has to battle Raishan, which is an ancient green dragon. They have to end up battling him twice. In the first battle, Scanlan loses his life, and Ashley was not there, so this is a little bit of a different, weird thing that happens, is they have someone else playing uh, as Ashley. Yeah. But it is done with Ashley's full approval and knowledge, so I'm going to treat it as canon for what we're doing here. Um, He gets frozen. Mm Mm-hmm. And she comes down and cast the spell of vivify, which is a, a resurrection spell. And says I can't raise Kaylee on my own. Mm-hmm. And like, he comes back and basically says like, why are you crying? Like, don't cry kind of thing. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but dying has shaken up Scanlan, mm-hmm. like in a big, bad way. Scanlan has, has been the light of this party for a really long time. He has been the person who, when they are down, lifts them up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vax's character has gone through a really bad depression, and it's only because of Scanlan is one of the main things that has helped him, like, come to terms with some decisions that have been made and some bad things that have happened to him. And and he, and and he so Scanlan, we as audience, begin to see Scanlan spiral. Uh, he begins to, like, get a hold of drugs and want to, like, he wants to find anything that can numb his fear because he's never been afraid and now he's afraid mm-hmm. because he has someone at home. And it's mm-hmm. just such a great like story beat arc. Mm-hmm. So that he he begins to look for drugs as a way to numb his pain, numb his fear, and he he does take them a couple of times. And the second battle of Raishan, he goes down very quickly. So in that, he he dies very quickly. And this is also for me one of the most beautiful, heartbreaking moments in the whole campaign because Travis Willingham's character Grog, yeah, Travis doesn't. Grog doesn't do a lot of the big feeling moments. No. He doesn't have to. Just like because of the nature, Grog is a character with an intelligence of four or no intelligence it's a of six. So six. what the other one had a wisdom of four, the moron who left. Yeah. He had a wisdom of four. So, yeah, Grog has an intelligence of six. He knows what he's doing. Like, that is his quote. So, a lot of times, Travis really plays the Con Leaf up. But mm-hmm. Grog, in this moment, Scalen is one of his best friends in the world. He's got Pike and he's got Scalen. Those are his best buddies. Yeah. And nothing can come between that. And he carries the body. Like, I'm going to cry talking about it because I get super emotional. But, like, he just yells, fix him. Mm-hmm. And they can't because like the first spell doesn't work because Matt has very different resurrection rules, which we kind of talked about in the Percy and Beck's episode. Um, You have to do, if it doesn't work the first time you have to cast a spell called resurrection. Yeah. And he makes it a ritual where you have to do certain things.
0: Well, and if, if I'm remembering correctly, because Percy went down in that fight too. And it was essentially Pike got to Percy first and because because yeah. they did yeah, yeah, yeah. Re, yeah they did revivify on him which happens within the first I, minute I think actually uh, Patrick Rothfuss did revivify on him because Patrick
1: Rothfuss was, was a cleric as well but it doesn't really matter he did get revivify cast on him yeah, yeah it okay. didn't take it he, the roll yeah. wasn't high enough Matt Matt rolled like a natural two or something like that no, so because yeah. anyway. it's fine the rule is he has to I don't roll don't a ten oh no it's fine but so it it just doesn't work but yeah the Travis is fix him scream is one of those things that took my soul out of my body, stomped it down and then pushed it back in and made me cry. But, but Pike is the person who cast their resurrection spells. That is as a cleric, that like is kind of her job. Do, yeah. So they, even though he didn't, he told them not to go get Kaylee. If something happened, they go and get Kaylee. Vex does. Vex takes it upon herself to do that. Uh, she goes and gets Kaylee and they, Kaylee doesn't, Kaylee's pissed there because mm-hmm. Scanlon had promised he wouldn't die. And naturally she's upset um, when Vex brings her into the, to where they've laid Scanlon's body. They've cleaned him up and laid him out. And, and she's naturally very upset. And, and she goes to the door and immediately Pike goes after her. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. like Pike takes that duty seriously, yeah. even though Scanlon is not in her opinion. There's no way Scanlon is staying dead. Cause she's not going to allow that to happen. She goes out and talks to Kaylee and tells him, you know, your father loves you more than you could ever imagine. Yeah. He's loved lots of girls. Nothing like you like Pike. Yeah. Pike is like, you don't understand the depth of his love for you. And talks Kaylee into helping. So they come in to do the ritual Kaylee plays a beautiful song Grog tries and does this beat like Grog's is so good but it doesn't actually he didn't roll high enough and then she gives it actually it's really great because Ashley actually like was visiting for the weekend and came in and played even though she didn't she was there for that week and that's it and she is almost inconsolable when they start the episode like she is a mess at the beginning, like she is just blubbery all over the place. So when it gets to her thing, she actually pulls out like a prepared statement. <laughs> uh, she reaches in her pocket and pulls out a little doll and says, Scalen, I don't know if you remember, but you gave this to me and it's a doll of you, which is very appropriate. But when I died, this saved my life because you gave it to me. And I didn't know that you'd put healing words into it. It saved me. And I hope that today I can return the favor. And she pulls out a poem. Here lies Scalen <laughs> a Bard. I know who sang soft, but died hard. To anyone who hears us both far and wide, bring us back our dirty friend at least one more time. He may not be tall or brute or rough. He may be little, but his heart is buff. We are a party, and every party needs a clown. Without our friend to rein us in, we'll burn burn down your motherfucking town. Sorry, your whole fucking town. You see, I love this gnome very much. He's small like me, but he's touched. He's raided and slain. He's pooped while he's sang. But if he's gone forever, I won't be the same. And Pike breaks and starts to cry. Now that he's learned he's a dad, the journey that all of us had had cannot be in vain, will not be in waste. Scanlon, open your eyes and see your daughter's face. And that's again, to break out of it, Ashley has to roll a performance check and rolls a natural 20, which is what we true call loves crit. true loves crit when a couple does that. So she rolls that natural 20 and Scanlon is raised once the, once the, the role gets made. And unfortunately, Sam was absent that night, which leads to bad things. Sam was absent, and everybody's like, let's play a prank on our buddy who's not here, not thinking in character, thinking as people, and so they play a prank on Scanlan, and, like, put him in her nightdress, and make him look like he pooped himself, and, like, it's supposed to be a big joke.
0: It's basically... It's it's slumber party tactics, yes. of you know the yeah. first person who fell asleep, like we put shaving cream on their face. That's that's sort of the that's the, what they're that, going for. That's the lighthearted intention, and it's yeah. because. But Scanlon is in this dark place that he refuses yeah. to talk to his friends about. Like point
1: blank, people ask him if he's okay, and he says yes and walks away. And because he is an excellent liar, mm-hmm. which he says when I get to where I'm t- tattooed talk about in a couple seconds he's an excellent liar nobody knows the turmoil he's going through um yeah. but the prank backfires pretty mm-hmm. hard and it's not just the prank it's a lot more than that but
0: the, it he, was it was kind of the like the straw, straw that broke the, the, the camel's camel back, back
1: yeah. yeah it sends him over the edge he gets into a screaming fight with the group um it starts off very calm he goes Why the fuck did you bring my daughter here? You showed her that I'm an oathbreaker, that I can't keep promises, that I'm not worth her time. I just tried to convince her that I was. And Vex is just Mm -hmm. blown back. Like, I rewatched this to prep for this. Mm -hmm. I was a mess again, just like I was the first time I watched it. Um, and, And the characters and the players are blown backwards
0: because this is not what they expected to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, and and I was going to bring this up, but I, I didn't like think it was really all that necessary, but I'm going to go ahead and say it when, you know, he specifically said, if something happens to me, don't go get Kaylee. Yeah. But it has been well established that because Vex and Vax, they have a very shitty relationship with their father. Yeah. And Vex looks at Scanlan as a surrogate father figure yeah and that is how she thinks of him and so her gut instinct when he dies and they're looking for you know like they need to bring him back she thinks like you know yeah. she she thinks like you know in this moment of he is a father and he he should have his daughter if it were me I would, like, if this situation were reversed, like, I would want to be there.
1: Well, and, and in a lot of ways, Laura has said this, Vex looked at Scanlon as a father in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, he was a paternal figure to her mm-hmm. that was there. And so, yeah,
0: she, of course she went to get Kaylee. She, she thinks but, of it as, yeah, as a, as a, you know, child to a parent, and a parent should have their child. The fight devolves. You yeah. know.
1: Percy says some stuff he shouldn't say. Which... Is yeah. Percy right on the money for Be-
0: Percy? Because Be- Percy's hurt. Like, Percy, like yeah. Percy is hurt, and as we kind of established in our Percy Vex episode, Percy Percy has the tendency. He's they call him No Mercy Percy for a reason. He he when he is not in the right frame right. of mind, he is he teeters on a knife's edge of cruelty. Then he he hits that cruelty yes. hard. He doesn't. He strikes, mean to. He strikes out because he's
1: hurt. He he almost doesn't even mean to say it the way it comes out. Right. But anyway, so so yeah, he says some stuff. But and Scanlan at this point has screamed at them like, "You don't know anything about me. You say you love me. You know nothing about me, and you couldn't respect the one thing I asked mm-hmm. you to do." And then he kind of calms down. He says, "It's fine. I'm just a little hungover from being dead." And I've been thinking for a while, you know, Grog has Pike, Vax has Keyleth, Percy has Vex, but Skalen has no one. And I had one chance of a relationship with my daughter, and I feel like you've gone and fucked that up too. Because you don't know me, and you don't know about what my relationship is with her, and what I've promised her, or anything. And it's fine. When I met you all, I was just a funny little man playing songs, and that's all I'll ever really be. And that's okay, because I can take care of myself. And... Then he, they, they talk to him. Vax really fights with him, and a lot of that is, I think, Liam fighting Lee, with Sam Yes. because Liam and Sam are in real, reality best friends, and it is very hard for Liam to not like they're, argue. They, <laughs> they're heterosexual life partners, yes, and they they call each other husband. They do, <laughs> and they they adore each other. So I think I do think a little bit of it comes from that yes. side of things. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, at one point, Scalen says, "I'm only be, I'm only alive right now because of fucked up magic." And mm-hmm. unbeknownst to him, that strikes a chord with Pike because yeah. Ashley was not there that night. So she does not get to have a response to this because mm-hmm. this was a week later. And later on, she brings it up, which is why I think mm-hmm. it's important to mention. But, but yeah, he, through talking to them all, he winds up, Kaylee comes in and says, you coming? And he picks up his bag and he and Kaylee leave and he's gone for a year. Mm-hmm. And it is, for those of us who are fans of the show, who have watched that moment, that moment he walks out is utter shock on the other six people's face mm-hmm. because that's not how we play. No, you you don't get to leave. You're you're, you're Sam. It, yeah. You don't get to go anywhere. What are you talking about? Like Laura is uh, Travis is crying, which I never noticed until I rewatched mm-hmm. it. Travis, who is probably the most stoic. Of all of them, when it comes to like the emotional outbursts, he is picking up tissues and like surreptitiously wiping his eyes. Mm-hmm. And his wife is a his wife sitting next to him is a mess. Liam is bawling. Like uh, even Marisha, I think the only person not crying is Taliesin, and I think that's because Percy is too pissed off to cry. Yeah, because Percy, in the middle of this, walked out. Well, he he has a beautiful speech which I didn't copy down, and he
0: walks out and. And then, well, yeah, so he's, yeah, I was going to say, you know, one, I'm like, you know, Talison has basically been acting since he was a fetus. Yeah. Um, but also Percy is just, when you get right down to it, he, he is like a stone cold motherfucker. Yeah. So he, he's not going to. He is so full of anger. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so after he
1: leaves. Pike is still standing in the room and Matt narrates what's happening with her. I think Mm -hmm. maybe Ashley texts him. I'm not sure, but her fist is shaking Mm -hmm. and she like, she's clenched her fist and she is shaking and she's like, he has to do this. Right. We have to, he'll come back. Right. He has to do this. I need a drink. Mm -hmm. And so they go and then eventually she does say his path is his own. He has to do his thing alone. We don't have to be alone. Because at this point, it's just her and Vax. Because everybody else Mm -hmm. has left the room and gone in separate directions. Although, you do have the really great Percy Travis moment, or Percy Grog moment Mm -hmm. there, where Percy and Grog are alone. And Percy says, it's great to have a big brother Brother again. again. Breaks me into pieces. But anyway, so... They pick up a new friend in the same episode named Terry and Darrington. And once again, I thought Laura Bailey was going to commit murder oh, on live stream. Um, the t- the freaking actual staff of the show start throwing things at Sam yes. at the end of the show because he reveals his new character, Terry. And he, and he and Matt had worked this all out. They had it all done. But Terry is around for a while. Uh, but he tells a story at one point to Pike, because Ashley comes home for a while, and he tells a story of a band of performers and a rascally gnome who accompanied them and taught him how to speak gnomish. Mm-hmm. And from his description, it sounds a lot like Scantlin. Yeah. And Pike's response to that is, that sounds like someone I would love tremendously. And my shipper heart went, Whoa! Mm-hmm. <laughs> But... Pike later admits to a drunk grog while she herself is drunk. Um, and also the cat. Once again, if you ever watch the clips, the cat cast reaction to this is fantastic. Cause Sam feels about two inches tall. Yes. And Ashley's it's, the only person who can do that to him. It is um, so good. But so he, uh, she admits that uh, she at every night before bed, cause they have these, these things they call the earrings. It's kind of like a walkie talkie for lack yeah. of a better.
0: It's it, yeah. It, it's the D and D equivalent of a walkie talkie she uses the earring
1: to tell a scalen about her day. Every, every night she does that. She's like, and you know, I know he can't hear me, but I have to try. And Grog is in a mess over at the corner because yeah. he misses his little buddy too. And, so grog then passes down the table, and she just quietly like puts her hand to her ear, which is how they activate their earring, and starts going, "Well, Scanlon, this is what we did today," and and goes through kind of the yeah. day, and you and see you, everybody in the cast is like,
0: "Oh, yeah," it's like you just see like Sam kind of like. Inch by inch, like shrinking with shame. <laughs> yeah. And then she also passes
1: out. But a like I said, a year passes and in that time Scalen and not Scalen, Grog and
0: Pike go and look for Scalin mm-hmm. multiple times and can't ever find a Well from any from what them. I gather it was like pretty much everybody in the party did. Just none of them rolled high Because like they're I don't think Heelith and Vax
1: did. I thought they did. I don't remember for sure. Percy tried and failed. I, uh, I thought it hard. Least, I thought at least Vax did. I think Vax and Vex both decided they needed to respect that he wanted some time. Yeah, I don't But grogan the, the big thing is Grog and Pike try and fail. Um, and they are his two closest friends. They are probably the two people he hurt the most with his little hissy fit tirade that he threw. And when he comes back, he does so in disguise. He's there to tell them about another world ending plot, but he comes hidden as the meat man, which is where he's been for the last year as a con man, essentially. In, he and his dealing daughter in, in antiques. Yeah, he and his daughter have been in a, another continent dealing in antiques for the past year. And Vex, Vax, and Keyleth sort of forgive him instantly. Vex and Vax especially. Vex and Vax like Vex figures it out, and she's just like, "Take off the the disguise, you moron!" And like throws herself at him because yeah. she's like, "It's our Scanlan. He's home." And Scanlan knows he has a lot of ground to make up with the two, with everyone really. Percy, I don't know if Percy ever fully gets over his anger. Uh, at Scanlan. I think by maybe by the time this year, that they're completely over, he does, but it's never a moment that you can see on stream. Yeah. Um, because he is so angry that Scanlan left their family. Because that's what they are. They're not a team. They're a family. And Grog feels replaced as Scanlan has returned with a barbarian that is better than he is. Not really, but he gets some lucky rolls. And, and so Grog feels embarrassed. And he, yeah. Pike... He goes to Pike twice on her own and tries to have a conversation with her to explain to her why he needed to leave and why he needed to do this for himself. He's like, I finally like myself again. Which, it's such a, like, mm-hmm. mental
0: health, like, this is so positive. But at the same time, the way you did it was horrible. And Well, yeah, it was that, it was sort of like that self-perpetuating cycle yeah. of he like he was isolating himself and then yeah. angry that that they left yeah. him alone. Yeah. So he and Pike like he
1: comes to her and he tells her, you know, first first they have the conversation, you know, he says he's he's better now. He's realized he doesn't need to please everyone and that's okay. Um and he does seem more settled and more at peace, I would say, for the rest of the series. But Pike is mad at him for that comment about the the fucked up magic stuff, which is her That's what she does. She's like, that's what I did. I brought you back to life. And that's what you had to say to me about it. And he, you know, he apologizes for that. And she just needs to be angry for, like, she needs to be able to work through that. Like, to be fair about it, she, like, that's the only way that she can react with him right now. She can't be super happy because she was so confused about her feelings even before. And then he left. And so, yeah, she's just in a confusing mess. And she and Grog, you know, they try to impress Scanlan (laughs) in their own ways throughout it. And eventually he does give the speech that kind of tilts it in in Scanlan's favor. Um, He gives Grog a huge apology and a certificate to a house of lady favors of his choosing. And he's like, whatever you go, it is on me. You are drinking. All of your drinks are on me anytime you're in the city. I, I am here for you, and I will go with you. Like, I am so sorry I left you. You are my friend. And then he tells Pike he's actually been praying to Sarah and Ray, which is her god, and her goddess. And, you know, I, he goes, I don't know that she heard me or anything like that, but I tried. And I want to understand it more. And just a really great moment. And Pike finally, at that moment, begins to forgive Scanlan. And it's just ugh, so good. And then, so, like, as the at this point now we're in the final like end game stuff and there, there's not a lot that has time to happen between the two of them. Cause everybody else has to have their RP moments as well. And there are some really big, amazing moments that Scanlon gets and stuff, but after the final battle um, and after the, the traumatic stuff that happens at the end of the campaign, um, Scanlon asks Pike out for a date and he tells her, the most free I've ever been is with you. Because Matt is going around the circle, and he's asking everybody what happens in the next 10, 20 years. And so Scalen says, you know, I, I make sure my daughter goes to college if she wants to. I make sure she's taken care of. And I do what literally anything else Pike wants to do. And eventually, I ask her on a date. And Ashley's like, oh, I was going to ask you out. And he goes, I take it back. I take it back. I didn't ask you out. I didn't do it. <laughs> and, but no, so, so Scalen asks Pike out. And Pike tells him, there's no one I'd rather spend the rest of my days with, besides my good buddy Grog. And they say they're going to take it slow, like, in in character they say that, and eventually Pike will propose to Scanlan, and Grog will walk them down the aisle, (laughs) and he becomes their buddy and roommate for life. (laughs) Like, that's, they they are a package deal, and Scanlan knew that going in, so he's fine. Um And and yeah, that's, that's their story. And like it, the fact that Scalin, he once again, when he comes back, he apologizes again for objectifying her and making her into Mm -hmm. an object and not a person. And he's like, now I want to get to know the real you. I want to take time to not just know the perfect Pike, but to know everything else about you. And, and it's just such a great, like a great arc for a character and a great arc for a couple because yeah, she always cared about him. And and mm-hmm. she had some confusing feelings. And later on, she actually said, I think she said it in the wrap-up that, that they did, Scalen was always the one. She just didn't always know it. Mm-hmm. And he had to mature some before they could be ready for that. Um, and like, during the show, because we, we always talk about songs and how important it is. During the show, they actually would release, I think each of them released three playlists mm-hmm. of songs that meant something to their characters and, and they had explanations and stuff. But the final playlist had they each had a song for each other of course yeah and uh pikes was or uh, sorry Scalen's song for pike was you're the best thing by ray, ray la montaigne montaigne yeah ray ray la montaigne thank you i cannot speak and pikes for Scalen, though which you should go look up these songs are amazing was my arms were always around you by peter bradley adams and it is so like i listened yeah. to it and i was like they, about to weep
0: peter bradley adams has some great stuff and like
1: Oh my God. Ray Montaigne is like one of my favorites but, of all time. But the lyrics of My World Around You are so fitting yeah. for she always loved him. Mm-hmm. He just didn't know it and neither did she kind of thing. It's so great. Um, but so that's that's kind of what I have to say about them. So my songs, mm-hmm. I guess, um, I kind of have two. Yeah. <laughs> but one is uh, Niall Horns Too Much to Ask. And that is more, it's Pike's perspective really more than anything, on that year that they're apart when she's talking about uh, – is waiting here for someone only yesterday we were on the run. You smile back at me and your face lit up the sun. Now I'm waiting here for someone. And Oh love, do you feel this rough? Why is it only you? I'm thinking of my shadows dancing without you for the first time. My heart is hoping you'll walk right in tonight to tell me that things, there are things that you regret. Cause if I'm being honest, I ain't over you yet. And I'd like that for me is like, the The whole point of the earring conversation mm-hmm. that she has. It's she's not over him. Like she was finally to the point where she could fall in love with him and he left. And like, it's so like, I just love it. It's such a, I love them so much. But the other one that I chose <clears throat> is one that I think Sam Regal himself would have chose had, had he been able to, but it was not out at the time. Neither is not was Nile Horns. Um, it is a song by the
0: Jonas Brothers, <laughs> and it's called "Sucker." It is the that was mm-hmm. like their big hit in 2019. It's like across um, town, your your sister is like suddenly happy I, for no I reason. I told
1: her actually, I told my husband, and he thought this was a good song for them. I told my sister, and she loved it. She is a Jonas Brothers fanatic. It could have been any Jonas Brothers song, and Kimmy would have it's been true. happy. But it, it's a we go together better than birds of a feather. You and me, we change the weather. I'm feeling heat in December when you're around me. I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars. I follow you through the dark. Can't get enough. You're the medicine and the pain, the tattoo inside my brain and baby, you know, it's obvious. I mean, cause she's the cleric, he's the mm-hmm. bard. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm a sucker for you. Any road you take, you know that you'll find me. I'm a sucker for all the subliminal things. No one knows about you. And you're making the typical me break my typical rules. It's true. I'm a sucker for you. Uh, yeah, yeah like all the nights I don't remember when you're around me. Like, I just, oh, it's so good to me that I just can't, but yeah, and you're making the typical me break my typical rules, which, like I said, they are both so awkward with each other, and Scanlon cannot be smooth, and he is the most charming guy in the room always, Yeah. and with Pike, he stumbles over his words, and knowing Sam Regal, that is an intentional thing, because Sam doesn't tend to do that very much, and so him with Pike, it's very, like, especially once Kaylee comes into his life- it's very tentative and very, very much like he realized now what he was searching for, and he doesn't need Pike to complete him. Not, I mean, she does, but she, but Kaylee is the piece of him he was missing. Pike is the piece of him he just wants with him, and so yeah, they they eventually do you know get married and all that kind of stuff. But and on screen we don't see them RP most of this out because like they they just yeah. never have the time. But yeah, it, for me they're just a really interesting couple that doesn't get a lot looked at because they're not like the two big couples and most of their RP moments aren't, you know, cause Ashley's not around. They don't get the RP moments that, you know, Vex and Vex and Percy and Vax and Keyleth get. And so, yeah, I just, I really love them. And part of that's probably my love of Ashley and Sam and how they play together, but also just like the Pike Scanlon dynamic was one of my favorite things from the moment I started watching the show. And, when they got together at the end, my sister and I were both like, it's happening! Oh my god, it's happening! <laughs> like, like it was just a big moment that we didn't expect, but we're so pleased to get. Because you had these two characters that both went on these, like, separate journeys back to each other, not realizing that was where they always belonged of thing.
0: but anyway so that is that is me do you have anything you want to add to this nope i've got nothing so uh that will get it for this episode of couch buddies as always we thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time bye. bye if you enjoyed this episode of couch buddies why not leave us a rating and review over on itunes and while you're at it don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.